I'm Laura Austin. Dating and getting married was quite a journey for me, and now I can't seem to stop talking about it. So here we are on a podcast. Welcome. Okay, I am going to take my own advice from the first episode and just start talking because I have been sitting here at my desk for over an hour now wanting to I want to plan things out so you're not just listening to me totally ramble, but at the same time I'm overthinking this y'all. I want to, this is part of the problem when I was when I've attempted to write this into book form or blog my way through a book sort of thing, I just get stuck because I want to make all of this into a very linear process. And it's about relationships, which aren't always linear or one thing makes me think of another thing and da 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 da. So I'm just going to start talking and hopefully some of it sticks and is helpful. (laughs) I know I'm not going to know how to land the plane. So just prepare for that awkwardness. I will work on that. Okay. Today, I wanted to talk about a really big shift in my thinking when I was first getting proactive in my dating life in my late 20s. And It's something I learned that I think can be helpful for you to think through as you think about your dating life. So what what caused the change was I read a book by Dr. Henry Cloud called How to Get a Date Worth Keeping. Basically, the big shift for me was realizing that like Dr. Cloud talks in his book about deciding who to marry. Like this, he just talks about it like you're making this decision of who, like, would it be wise for you to get married? Do you want to be married? And if that's yes, then who should you marry? That this is a decision. And it was this big aha moment for me to realize that I had been treating marriage like a magic trick or to put it in more spiritual terms, like as if it was in this category that only God determined this, whether I got married and who I married, that I had zero to do, like, And I probably would like once I started saying those things out loud, like, oh, I have nothing to do with that, like whether or not that happens. If I'd really thought about that, I would have thought, well, that sounds silly. But I wasn't kind of intentionally thinking about it. That was just what who knows where I'd pick that up. But it just was this major. I think that's why his book really kind of blew my mind and made me start thinking about these things and reading about them more because it really was so different from how I'd been thinking about it. I just didn't even think. I had a role to play, really. I'd really over-spiritualized it is what I had done. This is in a category way over here that God is the one that kind of divinely intervenes and like tells a guy, this is the the girl you should marry. He starts to pursue me. And then, then I had a role to play. You know, like once the guy had asked me out, that was really where I thought my role started was like once a man had asked me on a date. And Dr. Cloud's book helped me realize, oh, there is a whole lot of dating that starts long before a man asks me on a date. And actually, if I'm ignoring that whole part, that's why I'm not getting asked out. (laughs) So it was this, like, again, a lot of thoughts and different things kind of rolled around in my mind as I read Dr. Cloud's book. So starting to realize, and this is what I share with people I'm working with that would like to be married is to really start to see that marriage is a big decision. It's not this thing that we need to put off into its own magical category over on the side. Like the biggest aha was that I didn't think that all of my life was out of my control and that I didn't have a role to play in certain things. So just for, so I just realized my own inconsistency. I saw how God's spirit, like how the Lord works through my decisions and my actions 
in so many other places. If I wanted to be successful in school, I worked hard in school. I studied. I went to class. I figured out what I was good at. I tried to work on things I wasn't good at. And I attempted to be a good student and to grow and learn, right? And then that carried over into my career. If I wanted to be a good teacher, I got a degree in that particular like field. I went to classes. I learned from mentor teachers. I worked hard every day. I showed up for work. I knew that my actions mattered. And then I wanted to be a good friend. I wanted friends. I did not want to be alone. Wanted friends. So I acted like a good friend. I tried to be trustworthy. I tried to care well for other people. I remember starting college. That was the biggest moment where I didn't know anyone, right? I went to all the events that they had for new students because I wanted to meet people. That didn't feel like I was somehow like taking over God's role or somehow, you know, like not trusting him to provide. I trusted that he would provide by me going to the new student mixer and look, I met some people and we went to lunch or whatever. Like, and I, then I could see like, Lord, thank you for providing these friends for me and for getting me to those things, you know? So I saw that I was already living my way, my life in that way that my actions mattered, decisions I was making mattered, wanting to go to the Lord and ask for his help with those things. And so then reading Dr. Cloud's book and realizing, oh, my dating life, I have put off onto this other over-spiritualized category. Why have I done that? Why have I never thought about all the little decisions that go into getting married? So I started thinking about it <laughs> and realizing, let's bring these together more and realize that marriage is something that we need to be wise about. It's not something that God is just poof, making it happen, right? It happens or it doesn't happen. And that was really helpful because I think when we over-spiritualize it, that's when really we really start to feel distant from God when things aren't happening in our dating lives or if you haven't gotten married and you've wanted to be for years and years or however long it's been, a short time, a long time, it, it still hurts that it hasn't happened, right? No matter how long it's been. So when you think that God is the only one in control, you start to get angry at him or upset or you feel distant or it feels like he's not at work. You maybe doubt him. And so then starting to realize, stepping outside of that, and realizing, oh, maybe I've been thinking about this in the wrong way. Maybe there's things going on in our culture, our society, the subcultures we're in, whether it's our church or the Christian culture at large, our own families of how we grew up talking about these things. All of those things come together to have made what we think about getting married. And so kind of starting to realize, okay, I can look at this from a different perspective. It doesn't mean I've done something wrong. It doesn't mean... God was trying to trick me or make me figure this out. It just means, okay, I have more information now. And now I'm viewing this as a decision I need to make. So what's the best way to move forward? So when I'm working with women that would like to be dating, I, we kind of step back and we look at that. Okay, marriage is a big decision to be made, right? And I like to look at, and, and I really try to break it down because I think a, a wise way to move forward with a big decision is to break it down into much smaller decisions, right? Because if I asked you today, like, who are you going to marry? And you need to decide that today. You'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> you can't, you can't do that. Or buying a home or what career you're going to do or where you want to live. Like you think about life's big decisions. It's they're typically not happening in one moment, right? If you really stop and think about it, they're happening over a, a big chunk of time. And you can see even because even in the decisions like, oh, yeah, we did decide to move somewhere kind of 
it felt happenstance or it happened quickly or something. If you really broke it down, you could probably list things that led up to that. We still, we take big decisions. Like as humans, our little minds and souls cannot handle big, big decisions that are going to cause a lot of change. So we just naturally break them down into smaller decisions. So that's what I like to do with marriage. So if you think about, if you could see me, I have my arms up in the air with my hands out, like trying to make a big timeline or a spectrum. So at one end, we have you as a single person by yourself. And then at the other end, we have you getting married, moving towards that, like on a timeline, right? And so if you, let's go to the end. Let's say you've gotten, you're decided to marry someone or you're on your wedding day. That's the, the timeline part. I think the, the timeline basically starts then again, because now you're on the adventure of marriage after that. But let's just for the sake of the dating journey, right? So on your wedding day, we'll break it down. What comes before your wedding day? Well, engagement, planning a wedding, preparing for marriage, all that sort of stuff. What comes before engagement? A proposal. The guy asks you, well, what causes a man to ask a woman to marry him? Well, they've dated, seriously dated, right? They've had discussions. It's not quite like the movies, at least it wasn't for me. Like we were talking about it. We were talking through like, is this wise? We were talking to people in our lives. Like, do you see us having, like, does this seem healthy that we would decide to get married? So you're having some serious conversations, clearly spending a lot of time together. That serious dating phase right before proposal and engagement, right? Well, now we step back before that. What's before that really serious, like almost engaged dating? Well, maybe it's more committed dating, like it's serious, but you're not quite talking about marriage yet, but spending a lot of time together, wanting to get to know each other really deeply in like with each other, maybe maybe falling in love. There's that phase, right? Well, what comes before serious dating? Do you see where I'm going here? Is this annoying yet? I'm really breaking it down. <laughs> so then before like that more committed, exclusive dating, maybe it's the early phase of exclusive. So you're just dating each other, but you're just, you barely know each other maybe, or you're just like, we know each other, but we're still just really trying to figure this out. What's before that exclusive dating? It's casual dating. Maybe, well, maybe it's not even like I have redefined the word casual. So we'll get into that more, but before you're exclusive, I really like a longer phase of not exclusive dating, which a lot of, I would typically call casual dating or just that phase where you are dating, but you aren't necessarily boyfriend, girlfriend yet. You haven't decided to only date each other. So it could just be a mindset thing where you're like, well, he's not my boyfriend yet, but we're getting to know each other. We're hanging out. We definitely go on dates, but it's not exclusive yet. So if I'm talking to someone else at a party, it's not a huge deal kind of thing, right? We'll get into that one. That one, that, that phase needs its own episode. Let's just say that. So before your boyfriend, girlfriend, there's the phase where you're still just getting to know each other. Well, what comes before that? That would be, so now I've lost my train of thought before the casual dating is maybe the first few dates. The first few dates where you're like, I don't even know this person. We're going on some dates, right? And what comes first is the first date. And so what comes before the first date? Well, it's you don't know each other. <laughs> and so how do you know each other? Like really break it down. And then I would say we can break it down even more. If you're, cause you're like, where am I not going on if you haven't been going on first dates, we need to break it down even more. Like, how do you get to a first date, right? <laughs> so this is what I will stop here. But this is where we want to break all these, these phases down. Because really, what is helpful is for you to ask yourself, what at what point in the process are you at? Where are you at right now? Because if you're that way, you can figure out what little decisions do I need to make in this phase? I'm not trying to decide who to marry. That's way down the timeline. I'm trying to decide who to go on a first date with. And you're like, well... I don't know anyone who's asking me on a first date. So I'm like, well, let's take another step backwards. Let's just meet some new people or meet some new, we need to meet new guys, right? That's even broken it down more. Like I need to meet some new men 
that I could go get asked out on or ask them, see if they want to hang out. So you're like, where do I meet new men? I need to be meet meeting new guys. Dr. Cloud calls it getting your numbers up, meet more new men that you could go on a date with. Well, then you're like, that feels hard. <laughs> and if you're not there yet, let's take a step back even further to say, well, what if you just started meeting new people? What if you just started looking around? Where are some new networks, like groups of people I could start meeting, noticing people in my day-to-day? That's another step you can take. Live there for a little bit. Make some decisions about meeting new people. Mm -hmm. And once you get comfortable with that, then you can start to move forward to that next phase of, oh, now I need to uh, up my numbers of meeting new men. Like We're going to ease you into each of these little phases. But if you're like, I'm not even ready to meet new people yet, I'm like, okay, that's cool. Let's step back even further. You're like, I just need to think about some of these dating things that Laura is talking about. Great. I love that. <laughs> you can listen to this podcast. You can read Dr. Cloud's book. You can talk to your roommates. You could, there's like lots of things you could do. You could be praying. Again, the things I shared in that Getting Unstuck, the first episode, you can start there. Just praying, gathering people around you, talking to a few people. I'm kind of opening up my mind a bit to thinking about marriage as a series of decisions. Could you help me think through that? So the, each little phase is some, a place where then you break down this process of getting married so that you can figure out what does this little phase, what decisions are required in this phase and how do my actions affect this phase, which then lead me to the next one, if that makes sense. So I just want you to think about marriage as a, a decision and how to break it down into decisions that keep you from freaking out right now. And decisions that feel like you could actually take action on them today. <laughs> okay, I could pray right now. I could call a friend or I'm going to the grocery store. I could say hi to one person. I could do that, you know? <laughs> so I want you to feel like there are things that you can do right now that are actually going to help you start having some forward momentum towards that end desire you have of getting married. And the one other thing I want to share, I should have a couple more minutes here, is that that whole process there of breaking down marriage, just big, the big marriage decision into smaller decisions. What you have to realize then is you really have to start to notice what, what decisions are in your control and what are things that are out of your control. Wanting to get married is a desire. It's something that is, if you define a desire as something that there are multiple people involved, right? It's at least you and a guy who have both decided to marry each other. I would argue that it, it is dependent on a lot of things going on, how the Lord is kind of working together all things and circumstances in your life. There's a lot of different people that can affect whether or not someone gets married. So it isn't just up to you. It's not like I'm going to go have a glass of water. I'm going to get the cup, go fill the glass of water and I drink it. That's a little decision I can make all by myself, right? Getting married, does it, it involves other people. So that's a desire you have, but we're, so we're breaking it down into what are the other decisions, but we're also trying to break it down into, are there some goals you can set? And I, I see a goal is something that you do have control over. That's something that you can do. You can decide to do it and you can accomplish it if you want to. So wanting to look at marriage, both as these small, like break it down into a lot of smaller decisions, and then also look at it from the perspective of, okay, what are some goals I could set that are just for me, that are things I have control over with God's gracious help, how do I kind of try to do some different things? So that's my little challenge for you this week is to stop and ask yourself, what little phase of the getting married process, where am I on that timeline that I laid out? And what are some decisions that come in the phase that I'm in 
that I, like, how could I break this into some decisions that I could make today or this week and write down a couple goals you can set? What are some things that you have control over that you can do? And I really think you'll find that even just setting some simple goals, like listen to the next podcast episode and talk about it with my roommate. That's a great dating goal or read Dr. Cloud's book, start to read it or what have you. That's another great goal. Pray for a few minutes, write out a few prayer points. That's a great goal. Like these are things that you can do this week. If you're in that phase where you're not dating anyone right now and you would like to be, if you're just very much at the start, those are some great goals. Now, if you're a little farther down the roll, road, the roll, the road, that's where you can start setting goals. Like I want to try to meet five new people this week. So again, if you're in that phase of like, I'm just looking at lots of different people, we can meet the old lady in the line behind us at the store while you're Christmas shopping. That's fine. Talk to her. That gets you talking to someone new. If you're a little farther down the road, it could be, oh, you're going to a Christmas party this weekend. I want you to meet three new guys. You don't need to know, like, like you don't need to know what you're trying to meet them. You don't need to know anything about them or what have you. Mike, I did it again, you guys. My computer turned off. I need to do the thing where I leave it on. Hold on. It's still recording. Trav's looking over at me. He's my tech guy. Okay. I think I'm just going to keep talking. Um, <laughs> I'm almost done here. Um, but just each different phase, you're going to have different goals that you can set. So if you're in the phase where you're like ready to meet some new guys so that you can get asked out or go on some first dates, great. Try to meet some new men this weekend, like particularly like be looking around at where you're going and be like, oh, there's single men there. I could go say hi. I can make eye contact. I can smile. Smiling was like a goal of mine for quite a while because I realized I kind of walk around with like, I look confused look on my face. So <laughs> I just worked on like, open your, your face up a bit, Laura, like smile more at people when you're out and about that. I actually, I mean, it, I felt so silly <laughs> with that like mentality, but y'all, it, it actually helped. It changes the simple how we act as we're out and about and in our day to day, it does actually affect our forward momentum towards really big desires, things that we want in life. So anywho, there's all that. Sorry about the technical glitch there. Well, I have to start talking about my computer. I will work on that one. See, that's a new goal for it's my podcasting goal is to work on the end here and not letting my computer turn off mid recording. Um, <laughs> if you would like to um, hear more from me, I would love to have you check out my blog. That's at heymrsaustin.com. And if you go to heymrsaustin.com slash first date, you can find a free printable of some first date tips. If you're in that phase where you're going on some first dates, I would love to give that to you. So I will talk to you next time. Bye. 